with a look back over the weekend sport action. This is Full Time on KCLR. Good evening, everybody. Welcome into score or full, I was going to say scoreline full time with myself, Martin Quilty, here on this Monday evening. Hope everyone is well. Hope you all had a good weekend. Did you enjoy your sport? Well, we'd love to hear from you. Our text and WhatsApp dinnersready.ie contact line, as always, is open 083 306 9696, and we would love to hear from you this evening. We have a busy show coming up. Two time All Ireland winner Michael Welsh will be joining me on the phone to discuss. Kilkenny's under 20 win over the weekend and following that we're going to have a time All-Ireland winner Aidan Taggy Fogarty on to discuss the senior game against Westmeath and coming up later on in the show we'll be hearing from Niall Bergen Seamus Kelly for the Camogie and Terence Kelly will be joining me about the Carlo Hurling game as well which was on the weekend but first off there is a big game in UPMC Nolan Park this weekend and it is Kilkenny and Galway in the Leinster Senior Championship and John me on the phone line right now is the treasurer of Kilkenny GAA board, Mr. Barry Hickey. Barry, how are you this evening? Well, Martin, well, well done, well, yeah, thank you. Good man yourself. Yes, as I said, there is a big game on in UPMC, Nolan Park at the weekend. And you just want to reiterate with patrons who was coming to the match about the ticket arrangements and what needs to be done, or in particular, if you're buying tickets for a specific stand. Yeah, Martin, I suppose we're expecting a big crowd and it's important that we plan well and that everybody knows uh, what they have to do uh, to get in and get in in time for the match. I suppose there, the, the, all the different stands, the tickets are stand-specific and the scanners are stand-specific. So if you buy tickets for the Brannock stand, the old stand, you have to go to the back of that stand or at Paddy Fry's entrance to get into that stand. You can't go in at the De Grasse. They won't scan for you and you won't be able to cross anywhere because all the stands are, are totally curtailed to themselves. If you have a ticket for the Ted Carroll stand, that's the one behind the goals at your Lachlan's end, you buy your ticket and buy it well in advance and come along there and your entrance will be in at the back of that stand. If you're going to the De Grasse stand, the entrance will be over at the big gates at the back of the grass stand. And you can't, again, just to reiterate, you can't switch. You can't just go to one entrance if you have a ticket for the other entrance. Yeah, so you, must buy, you must buy the ticket for the stand that you want to go to at the weekend. Absolutely. And I would say to people to, to buy your ticket early because some of those stands are going to be full by the looks of things. And uh, the terrace will be open and there'll be only one, one side open of the terrace. And that's entrance at the government buildings as you come down from, from, from McDonough Junction Station there or a shopping centre, and uh, you'll have to present yourself there as well. There are discounted tickets, obviously, for that entrance. Okay, Barry, but, um, while, while it is stand-specific and you're talking about people getting there early, the seats are not allocated, so the seats are on a, com- a first-come, first-served basis, so you're encouraging everybody to get there early. The match is kicking off, or throwing in, I should say, at 2 o'clock, at two. so what time will the turnstiles be open at? Uh, well, hope, hopefully we'll be open maybe quarter past 12, that's the intention anyway like and there's a, a lot of gates to be attended to and sometimes it takes a bit of time from the time you start till you get everybody out because 
they have to go to specific gates with specific uh, scanners. Um, but the early person obviously coming to a stand will get the centre of the stand. They appeal to people to buy the tickets early on. We know then how many people are coming out to the different areas and we can manage it accordingly. And if a stand has to be closed, say, about Friday, we, we, we will know to do that as well. But if you're leaving it late to buy your ticket, you may not be able to go to the stand that you want to go to. So Okay, so just to reiterate for you, it's stand specific. You must buy the ticket for the stand you want to go to. Come early in order to get a good and decent vantage point or you'll be late and you mightn't get in. You have to go to the stand your ticket is for. You can't move around the stadium. And also under 16s must have a ticket when they're arriving as well. Everybody must have a ticket to get in. Everybody. Uh, it's a fiver for under-16s. Under, any under-16s coming to the match must have their ticket bought in advance and uh, they can scan it in at any turnstile. One thing I would say now that uh, tickets are available, first of all, in the supermarket, Centra and Super Valley, and uh, online, obviously, through the Kilkenny website or the Linster Council website. It's easy enough to actually get to them uh, once once you know your way around it. Uh, you don't have to print them off if you're doing them on your phone. They can be scanned directly from your phone. But look, everybody has to have a ticket. Students and pensioners uh, are asked to bring their ID with them, go to the specific styles for students and pensioners with their discounted ticket and have their ID with them as they gain entry. It'll move on things much quicker than than it has been had been the case uh, last Sunday or yesterday, even or Saturday, even though with a small crowd, people were had the thing a bit confused and that they were coming to the different areas, maybe it was confusing. Okay, well we'll reiterate again that for you, Barry, during the week as well. I have to leave it there because I'm under time constraints at the minute. Thank but you ta- very no, much no, ta- thanks a million for joining us, and I will remind people at the end of the program as well. And have a very good weekend, and hopefully, a big crowd will turn up as well at the weekend. Thank you, Martin, very much. Barry, appreciate that. That was Barry Hickey, the GAA board treasurer there for Kilkenny GAA. Now, I'm moving things swiftly along because on the telephone line I have waiting very patiently for me is two-time All-Ireland winner Michael Welsh. Mickey, how are you this evening? Good, sir. I'm good, Martin. Yourself? Ah, sure. Cannot complain at all at all. Now everything is going well so far. Touch wood. No problems like we had last week. So that's a that's a plus here for us this evening. It was a great weekend, Michael, for the Kilkenny teams. A trifecta of victories for the under twenties, the seniors, and the minors yesterday as well. You were at the senior and the under twenty game. You're going to talk to us about the under twenty game on Saturday evening. A very good win for Mark Dowling and the team. Albeit a bit like the Galway match, I suppose. I suppose Dublin may have shaded it a small little bit. They didn't take their chances, but Kilkenny capitalised and came away with the victory, one twenty-one to two sixteen. Yeah, it was uh, similar in the first half. Uh, Dublin probably dominated the first half, and uh, you know they should have been well ahead. Uh, but uh, Kilkenny reasoned in with a, a goal, and then the, the Dublin lost a bit of confidence. Uh, Dublin played lovely hurling up to about the forty-five yard line, but uh, finish was lacking. They had about I think a ten. 10 or 11 wides 
And then, very similar to Galway, came out, Kilkenny came out with a different team in the second half, really. And kind of they really dominated the second half. Uh, you know, Dublin had a chance in the last book of the game to win it, but it would have been, you know, it would have been against their own play in the second half. They did get a goal to bring it back to two or three points at one stage there near the end as well. But Kilkenny definitely played a better hurling in the second half. It was a game of two halves, and it's just Kilkenny had the better scorers, and that was the difference between the teams. I suppose, Michael, there were five points going down the home stretch, as we'll say, up to the 27 minutes, there were five points ahead. Left Dublin come back into it and, you know, maybe the result wasn't as a wide margin as maybe one would have expected because a two-point margin, as you know, especially going down the home straight in injury time and any can can happen with a fluky goal or that. So maybe Kenny put themselves under a small little bit of pressure, still show great character though to come away with the victory. Yeah, I think that 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 sums it up properly. Look, Dublin had the ball; they had the chance to win it right to the very death, and they hit the side net. And then look at that's you know inches away from going in. But uh, you know, both teams had boys that to be very disappointed with when they were on top. Dublin, as I said in the first half, and then Kilkenny had a really good patch in the second half, but they hit, hit a lot of bad wides as well. But look, overall, uh, I'm sure they're they're quite happy with the three matches and the work that's gone in. They have a very good idea as to where they stand now. And look, we look forward to the later stages of the competition. But as I said, and I keep saying, it's a pity. And like, you know, I don't want to keep banging on it. But I, I would be hopeful that all teams will, will be able to be at full strength. And then, you know, you'll see what's the best that will come over. But it's just a pity that that may not be the case. And I said it when Kilkenny played Galway. Both of them were nearly at full strength that day. A great game of hurling. And that last Saturday, or last weekend, both of them were under strength. And that'd be the way, that may be the way going forward, depending on senior matches. I suppose looking at the the result going back to Wexford, did you ever foresee with Galway and Dublin playing so well the way they were in the first couple of rounds that Kilkenny would actually end up top of the table now going into the Leinster semi-final? Yeah, I look at I said at the time, like as I said, but they played Wexford without uh, without four very strong players and had everyone against Galway. And I think once Kilkenny have everybody, and it's like any top team, like you can't afford to be without your best players. Once Kilkenny have everyone on the field, I think they'll be very, very hard to beat. And if that's not the case, well, then it's in the lap of the gods. But if they can feel the likes of Billy Dunn and Timmy Clifford and Garrow Dunn in every game, well, then, you know, they're, they're very, very strong, obviously. As would be the case with Galway and Wexford and Dublin as well. Uh, you know, if they can feel their strongest teams, we're in for it, absolutely. Because if you look at the results in the three matches and the period of domination from different teams in the three matches, there's very little between any of those four teams. And it will come down to who's, who's, who's short and who's at full strength, I think. Yeah, well, I think it's part one of the job done for Mark Dowling he definitely wanted to get to the semi-final anyway they're now there do we have any indication yet of who potentially they may be playing? No I'm not sure I know that Galway are playing Offaly and that could be a stick you want to look because Offaly are definitely you know they're very strong as well but um, I think it's uh, Westmead who beat Leash on penalties last week are playing Wexford so what the draw is after that I'm not sure well we will hold on and wait and see and obviously you'll be on duty as well uh, at the weekend for the big one Kilkenny and Galway in the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship no doubt you're looking forward to this one Michael Oh God yeah I, I am indeed um, look it should be a great game and I think we need a great game as well we've you know the league matches haven't been that wonderful last Saturday was, was, wasn't great either so we're really looking forward to a, a big crowd and a really good atmosphere and I think it will be an absolutely great game I think that both teams will really go for it. I do expect them to meet again later in the year, to be quite honest, in the Leinster final. But look at that for another day, I think someday they'll go at it again and we'll see where it, where it all ends up.
Well, with the help of God, as we said, a great weekend for Kilkenny hurling last weekend indeed. And it all started off with yourselves uh, on commentary for the under 20 and a very good win for Mark Dowling and his Chargers. They are 121 to 216. Kilkenny march on to the Leinster semi-final. Michael, as always, thank you very much for joining me here this evening on Full Time. And we will be chatting to you again soon and enjoy the game over the weekend. Thanks, Martin. Thank you. That was two-time All-Ireland Michael Welsh there having a chat with us about the under-20 hurling game. I'm very excited. We actually have a text message into the show here this evening. Uh, it comes in from a listener. It's a disgrace no one can pay at the gate. Elderly, this is discrimination. And that comes in from a Kilkenny listener. And yes, I totally agree with that listener. They should be some sort of a uh, method of allowing elderly people to go into the gates. I can understand why uh, most of it is all ticket affair and it's all done online, etc. But for the generation that's not able to use a smartphone or anything that way either, we should be able to accommodate those people because they are the grassroots of the GAA and we don't want to be leaving those out. Right, that's it for part one. I'm going to be back very soon with eight-time All-Ireland winner Taggy Fogarty and we'll be discussing all things senior hurling and Derek Ling's first champion game against Westmeath. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back after this quick break. Full time on KCLR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LahartzVolkswagen.ie. Your Monday night sports show. Full time on KCLR with Martin Quilty. Yes, welcome back into Full Time with myself on this Monday evening at 23 minutes past six. Hopefully you are all keeping well and enjoying the show so far this evening. Now, it's time that we move on to Derek Ling's first championship game with Kilkenny over Westmead at the weekend, a couple of weeks after a league final defeat to Limerick. And let's see how they got on in the eyes of the brilliant man himself, Aidan Taggy Fogarty. Taggy, how are you this evening? Martin, very well, thank you. Good, because you were at the game in UPMC, Nolan Park, at the weekend. I suppose one could only hope for good conditions. We didn't really get it. And while the result was probably inevitable, would you agree? What kind of a game was it? And how much uh, can we read into a game of a 29 points to 7 defeat of Westmeath? Yeah, uh, obviously at the game, uh, Martin, and you hit the nail on the head, I think from the start, the conditions were, were uh, pretty dour and it kind of fed into the, 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 the match as well, to be fair. Um, it rained pretty much for, for all the game and conditions were, were very, very hard to hurl in. Surface was uh, very wet and the handling was uh, poor, you know, that kind of way. So it fed into the game. Uh, obviously, a, a good win for Kenny. Um Look, it was kind of inevitable uh, to, even before the game started we're saying that Kenny were going to win and probably win by 10-15 points and, and that was the case um, I felt the match itself uh, Westmead they didn't really perform at all um, they were missing a few key players to be fair to them you know they're missing the likes of Killian Dial there who's uh, their, their main man up front and a couple of other key key personnel in the forward line and that kind of pro- proved to be uh, the proof of the pudding because to be fair to them their back line did pretty well for the amount of ball going in um, you know but the, the, it, was just, it was just constant going into to uh, Kilkenny full, full forward line and half forward line were very very dominant as well and uh, with me just couldn't really keep up the terms with it but even even their hurling let them down I felt they didn't look like a team that were as good as last year 
you know they 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 beat they beat Leash well last year and they drew with Wexford you know which was massive but uh, this year I just I, I just see him kind of maybe going backwards and from a Kilkenny point of view all I can do is play what's in front of Martin and and that's what they did and they just ground out the results it wasn't that in that major wasn't that exciting um, have they learned anything from it probably not uh, there's a few positives to take I suppose in terms of TJ Reid getting back in the field and AJ Mullen uh, flying to that centre forward so all in all it was kind of a, a foregone conclusion really yeah, if I'm not mistaken, they scored 15 points between them. I was just checking through my notes here and I was listening to an interview afterwards uh, the other night with the, the Sunday game and Joe Fortune was talking about it and five of his starters were missing from that team. So that certainly would have impacted an awful lot. And while he's probably a little bit worried, I'd say, if those players are not coming back in the way the championship is going to pan out for Westmeath. And as you say before, the results they had last uh, year in the championship, it's certainly worrying times if you're a Westmeath supporter, but you can only beat what's in front to you. That's it, exactly, yeah. And as you say yourself, look, if any team was missing five of their starters, it struggled. You know, if you took five of the Kenny team, if you took five out of Watford, you know, tips, whatever, they'd struggle at any level. But, you know, from for a McDonough Cup team to be coming up and trying to compete with Lee McCarthy Cup team and missing missing five of their, their top players, it, it was always going to be very difficult. And I think that's the problem. And look, I'm no guru with fixtures or what way the thing should be ran, but the problem with... Um, Westmead is that they're 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 in the middle. They're probably a very really, a really good Joe McDonough side, but a really poor Lee McCarthy Cup side, and that probably tells the difference in class and the gulf that that's between the top tier teams and the bottom teams. You yeah. know, and there's, there's always going to be a struggle. Well, it certainly seems that way. All right. Next up, we have Galway at the weekend. That's uh, certainly going to be a different kettle of fish for Derek Ling and the rest of the team. And it was great to get almost a full game. Uh, I think he played the full game, if I'm not mistaken, um, uh, Saturday evening against Westmead. So it was nice to get game time into him. Adrian Mullen getting back as well uh, and getting game time into him. A couple of more still out injured, but they are hopefully going to be back for the game. So how do you see the game against Galway going, Taggy? Because obviously Wexford certainly put it up to Galway. They got a great start. I think they had two goals within three minutes. Is that the way to kind of go ahead and try and beat Galway is to hit them hard at the start? Look, it's going to be a total different game on Sunday. Even the build-up to it, even the mentality for the players. You know, no matter who you're playing, it was Westmead in Northern Park. At the back of their minds, they were thinking we should be winning this game and we should be winning by 10 or 15 points. So straight away, the kind of intensity was going to go out of the team. So Sunday is going to be an absolute total different kettle of fish. You know, a tender chef from coming down to, to Northern Park uh, to, to play to take on Derek Ling's charges and two of them guys, you know, they know each other very, very well, are good friends. And, uh, you know, this, this is a massive result. Um, whoever's going to win it. Um, you know, I suppose from a Kenny point of view, you never want to give up uh, your, your your home advantage. You know, it, it's coming down to Northern Park. We kind of tend to kind of make Northern Park a bit of a fortress. So I'd be hoping that would be kind of playing into like Kenny's um, point of view and, and, you know, maybe the crowd being, being 16th man. But it's going to be a serious game. Um, I think these two teams are probably the, the, the better two teams in Leinster. I suspect that they might be in the Leinster final anyway. But... Uh, the guys won't be thinking like that. They were just thinking uh, game on game. And for sure, um, Wexford started out with the blocks, obviously, in Salt Hill and got on to a great start. But by all accounts, 
Galway just kind of um, got on top and were by far the better team. I think the goal by Wexford kind of put a bit of a blemish on, on the scoreline, but Galway were by, by far the better team. And I suppose that's the thing with the weekend just gone. Uh, we didn't really know what way teams were going. They didn't know themselves how they were going. They were only going on training sessions. And really, to get a game underneath your belt is huge for all the teams because now they kind of know how to stand. You have a game underneath your belt, a bit of match freshness, and it's all coming down to, to, to this Sunday now in Nola Park. And I suspect it's going to be a cracker. You know, Galway are going to be a by far, by far better team than, than Miss Me, and they're going to be going, coming all guns blazing. I suppose it's the first time too that uh, Jerry Kling and Henry Shefflin is going to meet on the sideline as managers. They both played with one another in many a team along with yourselves as well. But as always, I'm going to play devil's advocate here now for a little while. If the results didn't go Derek Sling's way and Galway did come away with the victory, would it be the end of the world with the remaining matches as there? Could Kilkenny still come out of the group even if they were to be defeated at the weekend? I look, I, I think, I, I think they would. Um, you know, I think in most groups, you know, you can afford to lose one game. You know, even looking at the Munster Championship, you know, one game. But if you're losing two, then you're under pressure a small bit. And if you look at Kilkenny, Kilkenny have Antrim away, they have Dublin, and they have Wexford at the last game. So look, they should be beating Antrim. Uh, I, I feel it should be beaten Dublin as well. Uh, Dublin drew with Antrim the weekend. Uh, that, no, that was up in uh, that was up in case. Go, but I feel Dublin haven't pushed on the last couple of years and have missing big players like Chris Cummy. You know, Liam Rush is gone as well. Uh, really, really good players, and I don't know if Michal Donoghue has pushed them to the next level. So I feel Dublin or Kilkenny are actually better than Dublin as well at the minute. And then to come down to Wexford in Wexford Park and Wexford myself. You know, they haven't really pushed on either. You know, if you look at the teams during the league, most teams found somebody. You know, Tip found an Alan Tynan. We found a Billy Drennan. You know, Cork found a, a, a Downey in full-back there as well. So, Wexford haven't really unearthed it. Um, any new kind of talent. I kind of go back to the, the old talisman of the, the, the Lee Chins and, you know, the Liam Rines and these guys. And I, and I think they don't have that 17 or 18 players to push on. So, look, Sunday is a big game in terms of, I suppose, getting one up on, on the team and uh, make setting markers and, I suppose, getting the team playing well. But uh, I don't think it's going to be the, um, you know, that, that important if we, if we do lose. You know, obviously, we want to be winning. But I think uh, with the games we have left and the teams, we should qualify. I feel we should qualify for an extra final anyway. I suppose the last thing you really want to be doing though is waiting on a result maybe to be going to Wexford Park uh, and hoping to get a result out of Wexford. I think Jerry will be certainly looking to have it sewn up before they go down there. That's no disrespect to the other teams either. Absolutely. No disrespect exactly, Martin. And that's what kind of happened last year. You know, Wexford came up to Nolan Park and got a result. When Kenny needed to win that game, and only for I think, I think it was a Dublin uh, got got a result and and, and put us uh, in in the third and second position. So like that is the last place, and Wexford Park is the last place you want to be going as a Kenny man down there having to get a result because Wexford tend to play when there's something to play for, or if they get a smell of kind of blood, they do send, tend to kind of raise their game. Um, you know, if, if there's if there's some kind of meaning in the game, they raise their match, and if they get a whiff of a Kind of a knocking, knocking out a Kilkenny team, by God, they'll be hard to beat down there. So you'd be hoping we have enough done before we get to Wexford Park. So give us your prediction then for the weekend. I take it you're going potentially for a Kilkenny win, and if so, by how many points? Yeah, it's going to be so tight. You know, Salt Hill was, was so tight last year. 
obviously they played each other in Leinster final as well um, it, it, like the, God we have a serious team and don't get me wrong you know they have Carl Mannion Brian Concanon Connor Wheel and all these guys but I think just coming into Nolan Park and I think this is a massive game for Derek Ling uh, especially as well you know his first game kind of this is his first real kind of test uh, this Sunday and I think uh, the fact that maybe Galway coming down to Nolan Park, um, you know, that, 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 that'll, that'll help us a little bit. And I just feel maybe Kenny might be moving TJ Reid back and Adrian Mullen going so well. Uh, I'd I, I tip him, but only by maybe one or two pints, Martin. I think it's going to be really, really close. Well, let's hope for good weather and let's hope for a decent game as well, because God knows we could certainly could do with one uh, with a, a couple of the matches that's coming up as well. And also best of luck to the Miners who are going to be playing Wexford as well next Monday evening. Uh, well, I will say Monday. It's Monday. Uh, no time on it yet in the Leinster Minor semi-final. Aidan Taggart Fogarty, thank you very much for joining me. Enjoy the game at the weekend I know that you'll probably be uh, on with the boys with the big match build up as usual and let's keep the fingers crossed for a good game and potentially for a Kilkenny victory coming out of it as well and enjoy the festivities over the weekend Will do Martin thanks very much Perfect gentlemen as always that was Aidan Taggy Fogarty there joining me on the telephone line and giving us his insightful information and insight into the game at the weekend Right coming up shortly I'm going to be talking to another great this time we're heading across the border over to Carlo we're going to move to the Joe McDonough Cup Carlo's game with Leash but I have a quick break to take don't go anywhere I'll be right back Full time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahartskoda.ie. Looking back over the weekend action, full time on KCL or with Martin Quilty. Tough over Ash. Welcome back into full time here on this Monday evening. It is the 24th of April. Hard to believe April is nearly gone already. But I have put poor Terence under pressure because he's going to the van to get better signal. And we're going to switch all attention to Joe McDonough Cup and to Carlo's game against Leash at the weekend. And hopefully when I push this button, Terence Kelly is in his van at this stage. Good evening, Terence. How are you? I'm good, I'm good, Mark. Listen, sorry about last week. We were in a bad area and things didn't go according to plan. But listen, we have a talk. Come here to me. It wasn't your fault at all last week. Everything that could have went wrong on me here went wrong last week. So I'm touching everything that has timber on it. We're all going well this evening. And talk about teams going well, etc. Carlo are going very well because they're still undefeated after a draw with Leash, albeit late drama. It took a last minute penalty from Carlo's leading scorer of all time, Mr. Marty Kavanagh, to earn a draw in this. But still turns a draw is a draw. A loss didn't come their way and Carlo are still fighting in the Joe Mac. Well, it's true. Like, you know, it was, you know, Hurling was the winner. It was a cracking game. Like, as in Kerry the week before, uh, you know, Carlo played really, really well. Probably in Kerry, they should have been maybe more up at half time, and uh, you know they could have been beaten in the end. Whereas the reverse that's on the leash could have been maybe more up at half time. They had a good bit of play in the first twenty minutes, but you know Carlo dug in too many way and they kind of got back from about the twentieth minute. Like Carlo hurled really, really well, so they did anyway. And they went down to us down six points one time, Martin. They came back within a couple, and then they went down seven points after a goal early in the second half. Now, listen, you'll obviously maybe fall from the ref, but. I thought Ian McBurn got a frontal charge. I thought it should have been a free out. It didn't work out that way. But 
you know, as I said, that's the way. But Carlo clawed the way back into the game anyway. And, uh, you know, it was a really, really good game. And, uh, you know, I was proud to be from Carlo there Sunday. Now they were excellent sort of where, you know. Well, it certainly was. And I mean, to come away with victory, snatching it with a last minute penalty, I suppose if you wanted anybody stepping up to take a penalty, especially in those circumstances, knowing that if you miss it or put a point over the bar, you're going to be dropping points. But to stitch it where he did, and I saw a video of the goal as well, you couldn't have placed it better. If you caught the ball in your hand, turns Kelly, and put it in the goal yourself, it was phenomenal. It was magnificent. But you certainly wanted Marty Kavanagh standing up to take it. Yeah, listening in the role as a top class keeper, and he was just there like a monument. He didn't see the shot. It was just like lightning. Like, you know, Marty, not because he scored it, but he's a special free taker. He's excellent, like, you know. And, uh, no, I said he's a very, very decent hurler, and he kind of stitched it away. <coughs> and, uh, you know, it was, I tell you, it was a relief because, really, Carlo, Carlo, um, he just went down the man, the cornerback, Fiacre Fennel. He was sent up for two yellow cards. The second one, kind of a rugby tackle on the chap going through and necessitated a yellow, and off he went. But you know, like Carlo really, to be honest with you, I thought when he was playing better 15 to 15, they didn't really know how to use, didn't really know how to use like, the, uh, the, the extra man, and missed three or four good chances once that happened. But no, nevertheless, they thought the way back into the thing. But like this Leeds team are not too bad, I can tell you. They had a midfielder there, Ross King, got four from playing the first half. As Stephen Marr, centre forward, he got four more from playing the first half. And just saying, they were um, like on their half by playing of Milani and um, Shanahan really kind of put the tabs on James Isle and John Nolan early on in the game. But like they came to, they kind of caught up in them, you know, midway through the first half and they played very well after that. But like the Leeds team, big physical team anyway. And in fullback, Lee McConnell, they had an outstanding hurler. But no, as I said, it was a hard earned victory. Like, but you have to admire Carlo. Like, it was the it was the work rate it was unbelievable. You know, it was unbelievable. Like, you know, turns things are might be the most skillful in the world, but they made up for it by heart. Honest to God, they were a joy to watch. They put your you know they put your heads where you wouldn't put your hurdles. Yeah, which are look as we say, it's championship and teams. You'll always get the best out of them. I suppose it's nearly Murphy's law when someone goes down to 14 or 13 against somebody else that you know the team that has the numerical disadvantage nearly pulls out all the stops to try and get yeah. something for their team as well which seems to be the case but the table turns Kelly is so tight at the minute you have Offaly on top with 6 points Kerry in 2nd place with 5 points then Carlo in 3rd place with 4 points and Leash coming up behind Carlo just 1 point behind then as well on 3 points yeah. Hard to believe it though, Kildare and Down, well maybe with Down, uh, no disrespect to him, but you certainly wouldn't believe that Kildare, after three games, would have no points in the Joe McDonough Cup, but things are looking good for Carlo, and they have Down up next now on the either the 6th or the 7th of May, depending, yeah, that I yeah, I believe that could change. Maybe the Saturday, maybe the Saturday in Uri, and if not, I think it's the Sunday in, in Ballycran. No, I'm not sure, but that's a potential banana skill. Like they scored one twelve or one thirteen last weekend, like against Affley. So I'm just saying, like, you know, like, well, they can't be too bad. And going away, like, you know, Dordander will be up. But uh, very, very interesting. Like, uh, Leash have to go down to Kerry for the last match, and Carl have to play Affley. Now that means nothing if they don't beat Down. But if they beat Down, it'll be a very, very interesting weekend after that because because Leash have to play Kildare in Leash and then they have to travel to Kerry like to play Kerry now there's two other teams there too we better not forget about them but 
it could be very, very interesting. Last year we went up and beat Hoffley by five points, but the other scores in the other places, you know, eliminated Cardiff from the contest after going to Tullamore and beating Hoffley. So it's, it's, you know, it's a cracking, it's a cracking competition, Martin. It's a really good competition. It is, and I suppose while Carlo is playing down the next day, uh, the top of the table could come into play as well to help Carlo Absolutely. out with Offaly and Kerry playing one another in Tullamore, and that's not going to be an easy one for Offaly either. No, absolutely not. Like, and going back to last Sunday, I would have to give credit like to uh, to Brian Tracy and Gore. In the first half, he made three outstanding saves against Kerry the week before. In the, you know, we're talking about last week. I did, we couldn't get to hear another very well, but he did something similar that one in Kerry. But last week, he brought three magnificent saves. Like, you know, they were just out of this world. And uh, no, as I said, Carlo to have a massive heart. To have a massive heart. Disappointed that maybe not. You know, there were maybe more car supporters there, like the stand was full, but I'd say there was a high percentage of them, you know, from Leash. But, you know, as I said, and by the way, by the way, John Moynihan said last night about Carlo, you know, had a great draw with Leash in the football. Tell him. It's a small ball game we're playing, like, you know. <laughs> uh, he's, 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 he's not actually here this evening, but we'll certainly leave a message for him because. Leave a message for him, you know. So it was a small ball game. No, as I said, that they're, they're, they're like, you know, they're, uh, they're kind of punching above the waist. Like, Leash come down, you know, from Division 1 last year. You know, I just say, like, Leash are here. You know, they're a good team, as I said, off here, a good team. But it's a massive competition, Martin. It's a really, really good competition, like, you know. And so many teams are so even. Like they're the league winners, they're the Kehoe Cup winners, and got to the league final. They're technically nearly out of it now. So after three games, like no score or no points, you know. As I said, that uh, no, it's it's it, it's a great competition, and there's four teams left there for two places, and it's not going to be simple. No, it's certainly not. Terence, I'm going to have to leave it there for the moment. But as always, thank you for joining me here on Full Time on the Monday evening. And it's great to see Carlo doing so well, unbeaten in the Joe McDonough Cup at the minute. And hopefully that will continue with the game, uh, not this weekend, the following weekend, either the Saturday or the Sunday. Um, But we'll certainly let people know when that is on. And thank you kindly, as always, for joining us here on KCLR. Listen and thanks for having me Martin Thank you Not at all, all right. A pleasure as always Good ma'am That was Terence Kelly there Having a chat to us About Carlos Joe McDonough Cup uh, Draw At the weekend Right We're going to do A bit of a sports roundup here now At the minute We're going to start off With soccer And we're going to start With the Kilkenny soccer results From the week Up to the 23rd of April 2023 Starting with the Division 1 Billy Lahey Memorial Cup Or Leahy Depending on where you are In the country St. Canis is 3 Every Green B1, Ormond Villa 2, Dean Celtic 6. The semi-finals will now see Lions play Dean Celtic while Highview Athletic host St. Canis's and that game is down for the 30th of April. In the Division 3 Jim Mar Memorial Cup, it finished up East End United 3, Spa United 1. In the Shawnee O'Connor Memorial Shield, River Rangers B2, River Rangers A4. New Park 3, Freshford Town uh, three. So that was a three-all draw and I think it was fresh for town. It was, looking at the notes here, one four two after penalties. Evergreen C3, St. John's nil. In the KCLR-sponsored McCallment Cup games, it was Bridge United 1, Freebooters 3 and a same result reversed this time for Callan United was 3 and Thomastown United A1 and which means the semi-finals head to Derdymas Park next month with Freebooters set to meet Dean Celtic while Callan United 
United will face off against Evergreen 46. In the women's St. Canis's Credit Union Cup it finished Mill Celtic 5, East End United 2. So Mill Celtic will face the winners of Vale Wanderers and New Park and they are playing on the 30th of April in this year's final. Moving along then to Carlow soccer results and in the Tully's Travel Division 1 Cup it finished up Dolman Celtic 3, St Pat's Boys B1. In the Keating Memorial Cup semi-finals Cretillard United 2, Vale Wanderers nil, and New Oak Boys 2, Kilree Celtic 1. Moving along then to Camogie news and on the Camogie front Kikenny's Intermediates slipped to a defeat to Cork on Saturday with the Siders coming away with the very Camogie League Division 2B title at the second time of asking and yesterday saw Kikenny bow out of the All-Ireland Minor A Camogie Series at the semi-final stages as the Dacia came to Nina and bet Kilkenny in that game. In rugby news yesterday saw Cup rugby at its best in a tie as Kilkenny and Tullow set off against one another they went head to head to decide this year's Bank of Ireland Provincial Towns Cup game it was a fantastic game following a sluggish start though Tullow made good use of space in the first half to open up a 17-6 lead at the break before Kilkenny roared back into the game late into the second half to narrow the score to 24-20 and almost pipped it at the very end with a possible try but the ball was knocked on and Tullow re- uh, took back the cup for only their second time Kilkenny of course were the holders of of the Towns Cup after winning it last year. Moving along to boxing and in the Marble City boxers Scott Delaney and Jack Johnson have booked their place in next weekend's All-Ireland Boxing Championships. Clubmate Philip Carthy will also be involved in next weekend's National Finals and we wish the three uh, lads the very best of luck in that. Right, my thanks to Jerry Murphy. He was on to me this morning and he passed on all of the handball latest news to me. And we said there was a feast of underage activity taking part in handball last weekend. And in the Leinster final, B winners 40 by 20. In the boys section, under 15 boys was Keen Byrne from O'Loughlin Gales and under 16 was Alex Culleton from Winegap. So well done to the boys there. And in the girls section then, the under 13 was a winner, Hannah O'Reilly from Kilfe. Under 14 went to Ashling Mullally of Glenmore. Under 15 is Emily Doyle. And Jerry forgot to put the club that Emily is with. So apologies to Emily on that. And under 16 went to Emily Tynan from Kells. Right. So that much about brings us to that. We are going to hear now from Niall Bergen, who I caught up with yesterday after Kilkenny Miner's epic battle with uh, Offaly in the Faithful Fields in Kilcormock in the Leinster uh, quarter final of the minor championship sponsored by Electric Ireland it was an immense battle Kilkenny went into the break 2-5 to 8 points ahead it finished up 2-15 to 14 points with the goals coming in the first half from Ed McDermott and from Connor Doyle and while the result thinks that it might be a bit easy for Kilkenny it certainly was far from anything but and I caught up with the Niall Bergen afterwards and here's what he had to say Niall Bergen congratulations job done Offaly put her up to probably for the first 10 minutes of the game but as soon as he got to grips with their game plan he certainly were up for that game and coming away with a 2.15 to 13 point victory 
Yeah, look, we came up to win the game and that's exactly what we did, Martin. Um, obviously, we, 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 we knew it was going to be a big battle up in Faithful Fields as well that awfully weren't going to lay down and they surely threw everything at us. Um, our lads dealt with it. Um, obviously, we, we know we need to improve um, if we're going to go any further in the competition but we've left the semi-final to look forward to next weekend and that was the main aim all, all throughout the year. So, look, uh, from that side of things, it's where we want to be. Having a comfortable enough lead, I suppose, at half-time, getting the two goals going in really helped you. I suppose it changes the team talk a little bit when you're ahead at half-time than if you're coming behind, but you probably could have been a little bit more ahead. Yeah, yeah, we need to improve our, uh, our shooting, that's for sure, and our efficiency levels up front. Uh, we, we are creating the chances, but we're not taking the chances, Martin, and it's something that we really need to work on if we're going to go further in the competition. Uh, but look, on the plus side, we're certainly creating those opportunities. It was a strong wind there, and it actually um, didn't think it until we went out into the pitch. It was quite an, it's quite an open field, and there's a strong breeze in it, and awfully had the breeze in the first half. It was good to be going in, leading by three. Um, have, as you said yourself, having left chances behind in the second half, felt that we took over, but we still weren't um, putting the scores on the board. And when you do that, you're going to leave a team in it. But thankfully, look, we saw the game out. In fairness to you, your efficiency was good enough. It's just the goal chances that maybe you didn't take. You'd only three wides in the first half, but nine in the second half, you probably are not happy with a lot of them either. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, they, they seem to tail off the same post, really. Um, and the right, the right post there. Um, as you shoot out to the roadside of the field. So, um, look, we need to improve on that. Again, you touched on it there. We, we, we miss goal chances, but we're creating goal chances. And that's, that's the real positive there on that front as well. Um, so, look, it's onwards and upwards and we, um, we look forward to Wexford I know you had Ed McDermott out for a while you're getting him back I mean if that's Ed McDermott at even 50% fitness and scoring 1-4 mother of God what's he going to be like when he's at full fitness um, delighted for Ed uh, he's a great fella he's been through the mill over the last couple of months he's, he missed out I know he's part of the panel but he missed out in the colleges uh, uh, colleges of Ireland uh, in terms of starting or playing in, getting an opportunity to play in Crow Park um, but his attitude has been absolutely exemplary um, and he's worked so hard to get back on the field and just delighted that things went well from today um, as you touched on it Jerry yourself we do need him and yeah, he's a leader of our team as well Five of the inside forwards getting on the score sheet eight different scorers in total you'd be happy enough mm. a good performance all round let's be fair yes there's things to work on mm. but when you're going in again Wexford when you're putting that kind of a score up it's a good way to go in yeah yeah it is it is look again we do know we need to improve it's good to see that where we're scoring it's good to get and then all the rest but um, look it's going to be a step up again uh, next weekend Martin and um, I've no doubt that the, the lads will step up again they're a great bunch um, superb attitude and they'll drive it on next weekend again come here to me now you're like the politician because I can see it in your face you're trying to give me the diplomatic answer but you have a smile going I mean for the lads themselves I mean you're thrilled for them they're now into a Leinster semi-final you know two good wins again against Leash and against Antrim now a good win again Offaly as well and yes while there's things to be done you're progressing nicely to be fair to you that's it that's it look we are we are the lads are improving they're improving all the time as I said to you uh, their attitude is top class and when you have that and they're willing to work hard and you have fantastic support from, from the parents as well uh, things will happen and uh, bit by bit things are happening the lads are growing in confidence they're getting better and uh, yeah as I said to you we look forward to the semi-final and see what that brings and it is against the neighbours Wexford as well so that brings in a bit of spice to it especially since the under 20s fell to him as well uh, two weekends ago but overall it's a great weekend for Kenny Hurlan mm. like two weekends ago we had three defeats yeah. this weekend three victories you know it couldn't get much better than that well, so that's it look the old saying rings true you never get two down when you lose and you never get too uh, caught up in things and overhyped when you win and uh, somewhere in the middle is the best way to be and I think uh, Kenny seemed to do that all the time last couple of weeks ago yeah there was disappointment bounce back this weekend and uh, please God we'll continue 
continue in that vein um, over the coming weeks as well. Well, well done today. Brilliant performance and best of luck in the semi-final. Thanks, Martin. Thanks. That was Niall Bergen there having a chat to me after mine after the Kilkenny Miners victory over Offaly. They march on to the semi-final of the Leinster Championship and will face off against Wexford next Monday. Right, when I come back after the break, God only knows what we will have, but we may have a little bit of a report from the Camogie at the weekend. We might be chatting to somebody else. Who knows if we have any time, but for the time being, we're going to take a quick app break. Don't go anywhere. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LahardsVolkswagen.ie. Full time on KCLOR. Your weekend sport in review with Martin Quilty. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back into Full Time with myself. Coming up to five minutes to seven on this Monday evening for anyone who's watching the clock in case you might be heading to work or anything. God only knows. I know someone who is keeping an eye on the clock and that is Shannon Redmond because she's going to be in very shortly with Keeping It Real with students from SETU from 7 to 8. And on this week's show, Shannon will be joined by Leah, Kevin, Laura and Kyle to take a look at stress around exam time and how to ease it. They could certainly do with trying to ease my stress here last Monday I can tell you and as much as Shannon tried it didn't really work out so hopefully the students and herself will give you uh, a lot of advice to help you through your exam period and coming up after that then from 8 to 10 Owen Carey will be here he's in the building getting ready for fully loaded and to bring you all of the music for the rest of the evening time as well live matches coming up the weekend on Saturday Mr Brendan Hennessy is going to be heading to the Aviva Stadium to bring you live coverage of the Heineken Cup semi-final between Leinster and Toulouse and I know he's going to be looking forward to that. That has a kickoff time of 3 o'clock and you can hear that live with ourselves here on KCLR 96 FM. Also then at Sunday at 2 o'clock we are going to have live action with the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship. It's Kilkenny versus Galway live from UPMC Nolan Park with a 2pm throw-in and you can hear all of the action and the pre-match live events with Taggy Fogarty and the boys on the scoreline team here with Robbie and uh, Shane and that's coming to you from half past one and then on Monday we will have live action of the minor game but we don't actually have a time yet because it hasn't been set out by the Leinster Council so we are waiting to get that and as soon as we do we will bring that action to you it's been a busy weekend in sport. It's going to be a busy weekend next weekend in sport. Everybody is getting ready to come in here. Thank you as always for joining me on Full Time on this Monday evening. No gremlins this evening. It's great. Hopefully you're all enjoying the show. Uh, delighted. Oh, is it possible for somebody to ring? Someone is putting in um, a message uh, for power lifting. So, David, I uh, actually have no time this evening. That's actually just after coming into me. So what I would do is I would get in contact with you and we will have a look about doing a piece on power lifting for next Monday's show because there won't be that much uh, action involved over the weekend. So I have your number here on screen and I will get back to you after the show about that if that is okay and thank you for getting in contact with me on the dinnersready.ie text line or whatsapp line right that's about it from myself here on full time this evening it is uh, coming up to 7 o'clock everybody is getting ready I'm after missing where I've misplaced my sting but until next Monday be safe enjoy your matches over the weekend and I will chat to you then bye Keeping you in the game and in the know. Full time on KCLOR with Martin Quilty.